EM Board Bombs. Now, here's Drs. Iltafat Hussain and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bonds podcast, where board studying is now enjoyable and unforgettable. I'm Blake Briggs, MD, and I'm joined today by the one and only Dr. Iltafat Hussain. What's up? For each 10-minute episode, you will gain high-yield board knowledge, as we like to say, you come for the stems and you stay for the content. Please subscribe for free updates and episodes as well as printed handouts on topics by going to our website at emboardbombs.com. And that is emboardbombs.com. We also post the question without the answer about 24 hours after our podcast. We do this in order to provide you a nice question. And if you listen to our podcast, you get the full answer and explanation. So please remember to go to our website for not only our free content, but also the questions written down, as well as other print handouts on selected topics. Dr. Hussein, are you ready for today's topic? I am. I think it's a very high-yield board bomb that we're going to be delivering in a very short amount of time. Dr. Hussein, that sounds like an average week for us. You know, now that I think about it, you're right. That is an average week for us. <laughs> Again, folks, this is completely unscripted. It's amazing what we can do. So... <laughs> Let's start with the question. Or, or it can do, but yes, yeah. let's start. Yeah. <laughs> this question stem, I think, is longer than the actual uh, review today, so it's fantastic. So, a nervous 14-year-old male, like all 14-year-old males who are nervous, presents to the ED with his mother. <laughs> oh, it's never good. <laughs> no, it's not. The patient has been secretly dating a girl at his high school, and they met under the bleachers last week. Oh, you know what that means. Where he received yeah. his first kiss, there we go, to the hit tune, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? In parentheses, Lion King version. <laughs> His girlfriend, who he refers to affectionately as not. <laughs> this is my first time reading this question. Nala requested that particular song play, and she wore a t-shirt that said Hakuna Matata. They have been pecking each other daily since then. They are not sexually active, however. His girlfriend was diagnosed with seropositive streptococcal meningitis two days ago. That's, not, Ooh, that's very suboptimal. That is not Hakuna Matata. That is the opposite of Hakuna <laughs> that is, Matata. That is not in the movie, I think. Nope. No, Mufasa can't save her from that. Nope. And she was admitted to your hospital with that meningitis for further management. On exam, the patient has facial acne. The male patient does. Sorry, I got a little confused. Male I don't patient. want the folks to get confused. We're talking about the male patient. We already said the girl was admitted for meningitis. Hence the point of this question. She's doing good. Yeah, she's doing great. We're all good. TLDR. So on exam, (laughs) the patient has facial acne, thick glasses, and wears a t-shirt that says, I never received my acceptance letter to Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, appears healthy. (laughs) He is afebrile with normal vital signs. Which of the following is true regarding chemoprophylaxis? Let me rehash this. I'm sorry. This question was almost too much fun. It's a 14-year-old male who comes in. Basically, he's been making out with this other 14-year-old girl, and she was admitted for seropositive streptococcal meningitis two days ago to that hospital. He's now coming to the ED because he's concerned he might have meningitis. He's healthy otherwise looking. He has facial acne, and he has a shirt that says, I never received my acceptance letter to Hogwarts. <laughs> so that's it. <clears throat> Which of the following is true regarding chemoprophylaxis? Choice A, chemoprophylaxis is indicated in this particular case. Choice B, Rifampicin is preferred in those on birth control. Choice C, 
all healthcare workers meet criteria for chemoprophylaxis if they are involved in the patient's care. And choice D, ceftriaxone is preferred in pregnant patients. Dr. Hussain, would you like to enlighten the folks at home with the correct answer? I would. The correct answer is D, ceftriaxone is preferred in pregnant patients. Awesome. This is a great board question. We're going to yeah. keep this one short. Um, really, what we're trying to emphasize are, you know, the, the cases that you're going to need um, meningococcal meningitis prophylaxis. So this is in that dreaded case of like Neisseria meningitis, right, where you have a high morbidity mortality. Now, the reason why you are almost certainly going to be presented with this type of question on the board is because these folks need chemoprophylaxis uh, as soon as possible. CDC recommends, you know, less than 24 hours. So oftentimes it's two in the morning and you're the only one that they can come to um, and they have questions about this and you need to be able to know the guidelines for this. So they are the following. So who counts? So who counts when it comes to close contact? So really it's people who have close contact for greater than eight hours with that patient or that person who had uh, meningococcal meningitis. When you look at some of the things the CDC mentions, they're household members. These are babysitters and daycare workers are mentioned specifically, uh, the person's partners. So in this case, this would be that patient. Travelers sitting next to a patient on a long flight. It's interesting. If you actually look at it, sometimes they break down those flights as well. So they'll say, oh, you know, two or three hours is okay, but if it's a long international flight, you should consider. But for the purpose of the boards, really, it's travelers sitting next to a patient on a long flight. Healthcare workers in the room, if exposed to droplets without any sort of mask on. Now, when it comes to healthcare workers, they'll also oftentimes ask, you know, if you do endotracheal intubation, those are people as well. Or if you're even doing ET tube management, that's another it's obvious if, you know, mouth to mouth or kissing or anything like that is done that the patient would need chemoprophylaxis. Again, ideally, it should be administered as soon as possible. And within 24 hours is really the case. Chemoprophylaxis on someone who's been greater than 14 days after that index case, that's of limited or no value. So if this, you know, if they show someone coming in two weeks later and they found out that one of their friends had meningitis weeks ago, you do not need to be giving those folks chemoprophylaxis. So going through those answer choices that we had, choice A, chemoprophylaxis is indicated in this case. The reason it's no is, again, it was streptococcal meningitis. Oh, sneaky. The patients we worry about, right, is the Neisseria meningitis. That's the really high morbidity mortality. B, rifampicin is preferred and those on birth control. That is a negative. No rifampicin for those on oral contraceptives or with liver disease, right? Man, you're bringing me back to med school days here. So you're those talking CIP about- Those SIP inhibitors. I know, those SIP P450, all that Ooh. stuff. Yeah, don't even worry about that. Really what you need to know is rifampicin is not preferred in those on birth control or with liver disease. C, all healthcare workers meet criteria for chemoprophylaxis if involved in the patient's care. That is a negative. So this is one that you're going to see as an ER provider, as ER doc. Those of you that have been practicing for a while see this probably once a year. Inevitably, you have a Neisseria meningitis case and you get a rush of people coming to the ER because they were transporting the patient or they were in the same room as the patient. It's 
not everyone needs prophylaxis, chemoprophylaxis. The guidelines used to be a lot more liberal before, but they've even they've really narrowed it down and made it pretty clear who needs it and who doesn't. That's why all healthcare workers who are involved in that patient's care do not need chemoprophylaxis in this case. Again, it's, this is a board bomb they really like to throw in there. You need to know these simple things and these simple indications for chemoprophylaxis. D, ceftriaxone is preferred in pregnant patients. That is correct. So, hey, do you know that I also I had to get a rifampicin one time for meningitis prophylaxis? Oh, what did you do? Innovate the patient? Yeah, I did. Or were you this 14-year-old? No, I was not. Back in the day. I knew you were oh, going to do not. that. I knew you were going to mention that. <laughs> I know I had to I had to be careful how I said that. Like, no, I was <laughs> It was a bad relationship I had with a girl. No, I um no, it was I was um I intubated someone and it was it was actually a fourth year medical student. And oh, um wow. yeah, I know. This patient was sick. This patient was on uh three pressers at the end of wow. the night. Look at that, and they gave you the opportunity to innovate. Well, we, didn't know, we, didn't, we didn't know she was that sick until we intubated her. <laughs> It was the classic, like, tip of the iceberg problem. You, like, intubate someone, and then, like, you never get their blood pressure back. Right. Like, and no, you no, know no, that I want resident, that back. I want that The back. resident who lets you do that was like, ah, oh, thank God I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the resident was like, not my problem. <laughs> anyway, she walked out of the, she walked out of the hospital uh, a week later. Great. That's but nice. Crazy. Anyway, I think we're good with this topic. Are you, you have anything else to add? It's a straightforward topic. No, it's very straightforward. It's a very it's straightforward one of our shortest bomb. episodes. It is, and yeah. but it's honestly super high yield. You have to memorize this. Uh, again, just to summarize one more time, Neisseria meningitis is the one that you worry about. Close contacts rarer than eight hours. Specifically, the CDC will mention household members, babysitters slash daycare workers. They mention that specifically, and partners. Travelers sitting next to a patient on long flight, you know, they're not going to get into the granularity of the hours because if you look at the research, you can get into the granularity of the hours. Just the way they'll present it is someone on a long flight. Healthcare workers in the room, if exposed to droplets without PPE. Mm-hmm. And in particular, think about folks who intubate. Mm-hmm. That's key. Mm-hmm. Options, you give them rifampicin, 600 milligrams BID for two days. Or give them ceftriaxone. 250 milligrams IM, or give them ciprofloxacin, 500 milligrams once. Rifampicin, though, is the one that's most commonly used. Remember, though, that no rifampicin for those on oral contraceptives or those with liver disease and in pregnant patients, ceftriaxone is going to be preferred. That is it. Take us out. Fantastic. All right. Another boar bomb has been successfully delivered. Remember to subscribe to our website. At EM Board Moms, all caps. You don't have to put all caps in it. Google will find it by itself. For future episodes, go to emboardmoms.com and updates. That, again, for the third time, is emboardmoms.com. We will see you next time. This is Dr. Briggs and Dr. Hussein signing off.